What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 97 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, Incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. Hello, everybody. And of course, we're also joined by the Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, licking butts and getting in guts, the ass tasting, times a wasting, having fun eating that scrum, the phenomenal one, AJ Singh. I'm actually a germaphobe, everybody. <laughs> uh, what have you guys been doing this week? Anything good? What you? <laughs> oh, gosh. At work the other day, uh, like across from our building, there's a church slash preschool. And I, I was walking around the block, and there's this like, homeless woman out, out in front of the preschool. Kids playing on the playground and everything. No pants, just ass in the wind. I was like, oh. It's another fine day in Portland today. Yeah. <laughs> but we called the non-emergency police on her, but I think she was gone by the time they got there. So. How would you like to be the police that has to handle a situation like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think there's like one guy in the forest that they like, hey, go call Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> this is a job for Rod. That son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever cops like on the... <laughs> on the shit stack that week gets that kind of job <laughs> you know i told you that story about that time we like the guy was like like either high or drunk and like took a gigantic shit and then like fell asleep next to him oh yeah rolled in it well i was talking to the guy like he was there when it was started and he was trying to get him to leave even before he like laid down passed out or whatever and he said the cop came and was like looked at him and was like no nah, i'm not dealing with this like if you hose him off maybe <laughs> i was like <laughs> 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 Who's alarm? Oh, it's yours. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, cops don't want to deal with that shit. And even here, I think they're pretty much, they've been kind of handcuffed themselves. They can't really deal with the homeless very much. I think you told me that, or somebody told me that, uh, the number one thing to do, like, before you get arrested is to shit yourself. Right, because cops don't fucking, they don't want <laughs> yeah. shit in their car. They don't want to be smelling that all the fucking night. They don't have to fucking go clean it out. No. Yeah, but you have to shit your pants before you get arrested. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> or or during. <laughs> or, yeah, just puke down yourself. Yeah. Well, if they've already arrested you and called it in, like, they have to take you in, I think. Oh. So, yeah, you got to be a preemptive. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a traffic stop and they, like... Sir, get out of your car. And right, and you got your hands on there and just go puke down yourself. And, or just oh, God, I'm shitting. Dump a load. Yeah. Then they'll be like, all right, uh, move along. It's like it's like a race to shoot him before he shits kind of situation. Like his face is red. He's trying to shit himself. Get him. <laughs> That's a double-edged sword, though, because if you shoot him, he's going to shit himself anyway. <laughs> yeah. More paperwork. Yeah. Uh, what have you guys been uh, watching this week, I guess? Man, I, I'm pathetic. I've been watching the same things over and over. I just, I'm a comfort <laughs> Mighty creature. Morphin Power Rangers on loop. <laughs> <laughs> I watch, so I've been like listening to this guy, Nick DiRamio, and he, he does these great breakdowns of TV shows and movies and you know, I, I've seen him do uh, recaps of movies that I've already seen and like seen the reviews for from other channels. But he's just so funny. He's like very out and proud gay, and like the way he like his personality, the way he wields his you know like 
his sharp tongue and everything. He's just so funny. Like, uh, I, I'm really a fan of his, so I, I couldn't recommend this channel more to people. Nick DeRamio. See, we need to do, be more flamboyant when we review <laughs> shit. That's how we get views. <laughs> One of us has to straight up just love cock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not shy about it. He'll definitely make those jokes. <laughs> so who's getting fucked in the ass on this? <laughs> how about every time we review something, we do like rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> and the loser has to be like super flamboyant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i've been watching that i watched some uh john wick again man <laughs> i just uh you guys and john wick john wick is just i don't know man like i'm waiting for that next movie to come out it's it was just i know so, it was supposed to come out this year it was so heartbreaking that it got postponed a whole year like uh now i gotta wait throughout this whole year and then some of next year to watch it so <laughs> At least Hocus Pocus Two is coming out this year, so I, I'm just uh, I'm just into those like same things that I've been watching, same you know franchises, just continuing. <laughs> if if only you could do a Hocus Pocus Two John Wick Four double feature. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would do it. Don't even tempt me. <laughs> I haven't uh, I haven't watched uh, Miss Marvel yet. I've heard good things about it. I don't. It's not. Is it out yet? Yeah, it's uh, it's on Disney Plus. I think it's coming out like week to week. It is, yeah. I, I just didn't think it was quite out yet. So, like, the first episode is out? I haven't watched it. I, I saw the the cover to the show on Disney+. Plus. So, oh, okay. I'm not sure what, what exact... Maybe it's, like, the making of the show, or maybe it is the show. Or I'm coming sure. soon, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. it could be, yeah. So, uh, I've seen that, and I saw... I did see, like, new rock stars talk about it, but they sometimes get early access to those, uh, to those shows and movies, the Marvel stuff. Yeah. That's a shitty thing about like reviewing stuff is some outlets get like early access. Yeah. So like even if you're on the ball, like you're never gonna be as fast as right, those right. people, you know? That's true. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much been it for me. What about you? Uh, I just started the first episode of The Boys today, so that's gonna be on my list. Yeah, I was gonna say we could review the boys, but I've already seen like YouTube things of people reviewing that. I'm like, God damn, <laughs> they get them ahead of time or whatever. <laughs> and then there's a... Um, Watched uh, a few episodes of Stranger Things, so that's go- still going pretty strong. But uh, all the kids like went through puberty, so now they look. <laughs> it's like a big difference. It's like yeah, it's like a slap in the face for some. Like there's like a kid that's this tall, and then like the next season he's like, you know, nine feet tall or something. It'd be funny if like half the season was just the boys like all hating on each other, trying to get with the girl. <laughs> like him, not his breath stinks. He's blah blah. You should. <laughs> I think they missed that phase where like the girls are bigger than the boys. Yeah, that's yeah. a funny phase. <laughs> it seemed like she was a little taller than them. She probably was a little bit. Yeah, yeah in those first ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, it's especially noticeable both with Finn Wolfhard, um, who was a guy that was also in Ghostbusters mm-hmm. Afterlife, you know. But even more so, I don't know the actor's name, but the kid that, Will, that kid. That has the uh, the bowl cut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the one in season one that got, like, taken to the upside down right, or whatever. Right. <laughs> Man, like, yeah, what he looks like now and what he looked like then is, like, so different, man. <laughs> like, goddamn. They've done him, like, super du- dirty and, like, kept the bowl cut, though. <laughs> they couldn't, like, That's true. They couldn't be like, you know what, you're in the ninth grade. 
You can do a little something with yourself. Well, you, you've had a tough time. It was the 80s. Everybody was doing the bowl cut. <laughs> we had that uh, principal that had the bowl cut. Oh, no. Did we? Uh, Evans. He's in middle school. Well, I think he moved from middle school to uh, to uh, oh, yeah, elementary. Oh, yeah. I think I kind of missed out you on missed him. him. He missed yeah. him. That was his transition period. How old was he? <laughs> he was like, he had to have been like in his 40s. Had a bowl cut? Yeah, he had a straight bowl cut. And like my, I, I told my mom because I was kind of making fun of him one day, and like she went to the school for some reason and saw him, and like she had to like hide so she wasn't like. <laughs> 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 Are those, those those guys that rock the flat top? That's, oh yeah, that's that's a, there, there were a couple a uh, couple of black guys with the Arsenio in there. Yeah. Well, I just mean in real life, you sometimes oh. see those. You mean like the military guys or like like crew cut? Like um. Well, like we used to have like a local car salesman on TV named Don. Oh K. yeah, yeah, I know that kind of about. flat top. Um, yeah, I was like that guy in uh, Mind Hunter Trench. I, yeah, I think you're right. Although I, I didn't Trench? watch much of that show. I don't know. I did like that show. Um, so Stranger Things and now The Boys. Anything else? Oh yeah, you just been watching tons of repair uh, shops. Wa- still watching some repair shops. Still those floating around. I've been slowly going through this process of uh, a job transition. And, like, I was recommended by somebody in the company, and so they're just kind of, like, rubber stamping it. But on on Monday, like, a guy was like, hey, can I call you and give you an interview today? And I was like, yeah, sure. And this was over email. And then, so, like, I waited through the day and never called. I was like, well, he, I guess he got busy. And then today he sent me an email. He's like, I'm just going to send your name to ER or HR. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That was the easiest interview ever. <laughs> you said yes. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he interviewed him. So he seemed like a he's like, quality guy. If Josh says you're good, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm busy. I'm a busy man. <laughs> that was the interview. Can I interview you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you were okay with it. Um, well, I also watched Stranger Things. I actually finished the batch of episodes they put out. So season four, volume one, I guess they're calling it, like seven episodes. Okay, yeah. I'm only like halfway. Uh, but yeah, it still remains a very strong show. Uh, really, really digging it. It's funny. There's like a, a song they play in like episode four that came out in the 80s. Uh, and apparently it like reached number one. Oh, I came back. Yeah, because the show is so popular or whatever, that, like that song. Like, That's been happening a little bit. Like the Guardians had that best-selling album that was all old songs. Yeah, it did very well, too. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of kind of cool that his song, that old kid, like... <laughs> the kids are getting back into the 80s. Well, it's like, you know, discovering like an old song you never knew about and being like, oh, yeah, it was yeah, pretty it was fucking good. good, you know? Um, I... Oh, I, yeah, I... Oh, on ahead. that front, I'd rather they went back to the 70s than to keep going into, like, the 90s. <laughs> Just skip the 90s, go to the 70s. Um, I also watched a Western that I hadn't watched in ages, The Quick and the Dead. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I don't remember anything. I mean, I haven't seen it in ages, but... Does that have Sharon Stone in it? Yes. Oh, yeah, oh that is one. that the Gene Hackman? Yeah. Okay, and it's yeah, all yeah. about them having, like, duels, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. It's like a playoff tournament they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say this. like, Well, first of all, what I didn't realize uh, is it's actually a Sam Raimi movie. 
Oh. And like you you definitely notice it when they're having the duels because he does so many like of those like kind of tilted like zoom in shots on their face like back and forth like to a ludicrous degree sometimes. <laughs> like it'll just be like that like they're getting ready, you know, and it's like zooming in this pe- person's face, zooming on the other person's face, like zooming in on the clock, like back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, God damn Sam Raimi, you, you didn't need so many of these cuts. <laughs> um, I'll say this, like not a great movie. <laughs> like it's, Yeah, I don't remember really much anything except for the that, you know, plot description, that one mm-hmm. that one liner. I think Gene Hackman's actually pretty good at it. Sharon Stone, not so much. Um, But it's got like a young Russell Crowe and like a teenage Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I remember Mm -hmm. DiCaprio. I didn't remember Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe's in it. Um, I mean, yeah, it's watchable, but it's not the best thing in the world. Um, I also watched the latest episode of Strange New Worlds. Star Trek continues to be good. I think... Yeah, I've watched three of those. I think I might actually like, of all the new Star Trek shows, I think I might like this one the it's, best. It's been pretty solid. I mean, especially just coming out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, I'm not really, uh, it seems like I'm doing it more and more lately, but, you know, usually I like to binge watch shows rather than do the week-to-week thing. Yeah. But finally, the Orville returned. Oh, I saw an ad for it. And so I had to jump in. And man, I, what a great show. I, I mean, I've seen a few and I did like them. Man, I suggest you go back and watch them because it, it's really good stuff. Entertaining, like legitimately good sci-fi. Like, yeah, it definitely tackles a lot of strong theme, thematic, like sci-fi uh, stuff. It's funny because you can tell like he sold the show by saying it was going to be like a Star Trek spoof, but really, it's. It, I feel like it's more of just a straight-up love letter to Star Trek The Next Generation. Like, there are jokes in it, yeah, but it's not meant to be, like, just, you know, yeah, jokes, it's like comic jokes, relief. jokes. It's still... Uh... Yeah, like, there's jokes in it, but it, it's it's more of just a straight-up Star Trek show, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, very much enjoyed the uh, first episode of the... That's season, season three now? Season three, okay. yeah. Yeah, it, it was a huge gap between the last season because, first of all, I think, like, COVID shut them down for a while. Mm-hmm. And then they changed from Fox to Hulu. And so I think maybe that did it as well. But um, it looks like maybe they have a higher budget now as well. Like, the show actually looks pretty damn good. Yeah, sometimes when a show does all right, they'll fork them a few extra bucks. So hopefully hopefully it'll do well and keep going. Um, how are you? You said you you watched like the first season of Stranger Things, but then kind of fell off of it. Yeah, I watched the first season, and you know it just takes time for the next season to come out. And in between that time, I just kind of started watching <laughs> other stuff and never <laughs> went back to it. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like super high all the time watching Ducktales. <laughs> <laughs> I do have like uh, like habitual kind of like I I get high and watch like John Wick or you know watch like a Marvel movie. I do it a lot, so. I got some habits. I need to uh, I need to start watching some new stuff here. <laughs> yeah, when I was like in the army, I I'd drink a lot, and we didn't have like any cable, so I just had like VHS movies, and I watched some of those things so many times. 
I, I've seen the movie Evolution like I like that one. more than any movie I've ever seen in my life. I, I watched that one like probably over a hundred times. I feel like that one's underrated. Yeah, it's such a I good like movie. It, yeah. yeah, I saw it once, and it seems like it was had a couple funny bits in it. <laughs> yeah. Take the leg. Yeah, yeah, that bit. that's the bit I remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> he thinks he's an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> or he's like, isn't there a bit where he's he's like. Um, I want some ice cream, and he's like, "What flavor?" It doesn't matter. It's for my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, haven't seen that guy in a while. Yeah, either. Well, really, either of them. Duchovny. He's in. He was in California. Yeah, he was in that. I don't know if I've seen him too much other than that. Yeah. I think. I think for like a season, they brought back X Files. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I haven't seen Orlando Jones in basically anything since then. Yeah, he's one of those guys that was, you know, popular around that time with cuz he was on like um Mad TV, I think. Yeah, yeah. you see and him it, popping up in a lot I of I think he was like on an office so. space and a few like comedies around that era. And he was in that movie uh, Time Machine too. So yeah, around that time period. But yeah, I don't think I've seen him in quite a while. It's weird there's these actors that just kind of go away. Yeah, yeah, they just disappear. I guess it's just such a competitive industry that I mean, that might be part of us, but some people just get sick of it. Yeah. Yeah, or, or or you know, there's <laughs> those like you know dollar bin movies at Walmart. You're somebody's acting in those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis is mostly Dean King. I mean, some of these guys like they go into like uh, the arts, you know, like where they do like plays and stuff like that. You know, so. yeah. Or some of them, I think, kind of transition to doing behind-the-scenes work. So they're like still in the industry, mm. but they kind of do... Yeah, they'll become a producer directing. or something. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've seen lately... Um, oh, what's her name from from Back to the Future and Leah Howard Thompson? Duck. Leah Thompson. I've seen her name on quite a few different things. Yeah, her daughter. TV, like her directing. daughter's an actor, too. I think yeah. she might be directing her or something. I don't know. I've seen her name. I, I know I saw Leah's name as a director on like episodes of Stargirl and also... Also, I think an episode of Star Trek. I don't know. I don't remember if it was Picard or the which one, but I'm pretty sure I saw her name on one of those as well. I think I think her daughter's name is Zoe Deutsch. That sounds right. Hmm. I've seen her in a few things. She's actually pretty popular. So I'm not. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen her, but I, I knew she had a doctor or a daughter that acted in the industry, and I know I've heard that name. So, hmm. I, what does she act in? Or do you? I don't remember the movies per mm. se, but they're like younger. She's like probably, you know, 20, 24 tops. So oh, okay. So young actress. Man, Leah Thompson, she was pretty pretty fine. Yeah, I had a, I had a little crush on her. Yeah, her daughter's pretty fine too. <laughs> it's weird that I had a crush on her and now her daughter's like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, okay, well. Uh. <laughs> Is her daughter a redhead? Uh, her, she's like a strawberry blonde, I guess. Oh, okay. Got those Back to the Future 2 boobies. <laughs> We gotta go back to the future to see your mom's hot cans. <laughs> Doc's like, there's no fucking way you're going back this time. <laughs> oh man, should we get this show on the road, the Let's proverbial road? Well, anyone who hasn't watched or listened, we're gonna go around the table, gonna bring some wacky news stories from around the globe and see if we can't make something funny and or interesting <laughs> out of them. And as tradition dictates, we usually start with AJ. So, AJ, what do you got for us this week? Boxing legend Butterbean is back in shape and has called out Jake Paul. 
So Jake Paul is like a huge cash cow for a lot of people right now. I think Butterbean's trying to get in on that money. <laughs> I, I think he's just like a natural heel, so like people just want to see him get beat. So they're yeah. like, yeah, put him against someone tough, and we'll we'll fork out the money. Was Butter Butterbean ever in shape? He was just gigantic. Yeah, he's always been fat. I don't understand what they're talking about here. Yeah, he's straight up. He's just like a freaking like I don't know, man. Well, boxing legend Eric Butterbean Esh is on the verge of a comeback after returning to his best shape ever and wants to fight against YouTuber turned boxer Jake Paul. <laughs> it's like a 400 pound guy yeah, versus right. his like best shape ever. 150 pounder or whatever. <laughs> the heavyweight, now 55 years old, has been retired since 2013. However, he has been working hard in recent months to get back in shape. He's been working with former WWE star Diamond Dallas Page, who has worked with retired athletes in the past to help them deal with post retirement. Doing that DD. P yoga. Yeah. <laughs> Help them deal with post-retirement pain this. and get them healthy. <laughs> you got to telegraph the move with the diamond cutter. <laughs> the DDP or DDP has worked with the likes of legends uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and the late Scott Hall, helping both get both kick alcoholism as well. Butterbean has also uh, also has a significant past with the WWE, having boxed having boxed wrestler Bart Gunn at WrestleMania. Was that twenty five in uh, nineteen ninety nine? No, it couldn't have been twenty five. Fifteen must have been fifteen. Fifteen. So looking to DDP for help made a ton of sense. Uh, DDP's help looks to have paid off as well, with Butterbean shifting tons of weight and posting his progress across social media. Feeling healthy enough to put his gloves back on, Butterbean has called out the master of call-out, Jake Paul. He said, I'm working with DDP to get up to walking and running around again, and I'm feeling the, be I'm feeling the best shape I've ever had. Uh, I'm back to walking. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm up to walking around again? Okay. I'm at fight weight. Uh, you'll have to listen to my podcast coming up to find out exactly how much weight I've lost, but I haven't weighed this, this in over 20 years, so, I'll give you, so that'll give you an idea. The biggest, the big announcement uh, is I'm gonna fight one last fight. It's gonna be one year from now. Jake Paul, if you're ready, I'm here for your, for you, my friend. Let's get it on. Me, me and you, Jake Paul. I bet it would be an awesome fight. After you said what you said about me in the magazine, I'm ready. For, I'm ready to fight you. Are you ready? I don't think so. Okay, so what do you say about him? Jake Paul is 5-0 and since making the switch to the sport of boxing, having defeated the likes of Ben Askren and Tyrone Woodley. Who? Uh, Butterbean will have to join a long line of people waiting or wanting to lay one on Jake, on Jake Paul's smug face. UFC welterweight champion Kamaru Usman has laid out a warning to Paul in the past. In April 2021, Usman tweeted at Paul, I understand you think this is a game, which is probably why you don't realize this is how you how people truly get hurt i don't play fighting and i can change your life in the worst way meanwhile uk youtuber and longtime jake paul rival ksi recently declared that he was making his return to boxing so he can fuck jake paul up all right first of all ksi i'm pretty sure got knocked out last time they fought <laughs> <laughs> but secondly uh I mean, this just sounds like another person who's going to throw a fight to Jake Paul for the money. You know, that's what they keep doing. I mean, if there's money in it. But, uh, yeah, might need one, one retirement fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this guy's been retired for eight years. <laughs> Man, I, I sometimes wonder if like, some of those big, thick guys like Butterbean, like if they ever even had to work out a lot or if they're just like naturally built like super tough. I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he lifted weights, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, he hit hard. It's crazy watching some of his fights where people just will be like, 
Sometimes you even just like let him punch him in the face like three or four times, and then he kicked the shit out of him. It was it was crazy. We, like people just like punch him in the face, and he like he wouldn't even move. Wasn't Tyson also trying to have a gimmick match with Jake Paul or somebody? Somebody. Yeah, yeah there's talk about Mike Tyson fighting Jake Paul too. So yeah, I, that that one that would be a slaughter. Yeah, I mean. Tyson couldn't even throw that fight because it'd be too obvious, right? Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They showed videos of him like practicing and like I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen Jake Paul fight because I don't watch boxing, but I would think even with Butterbean, like, yeah, I, I could see Butterbean beating him. Someone his size, well, Butterbean's famous for like one punching guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I would think Butterbean would win hands down. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's all it's all for the money, man. Like, I think Jake Paul is going to be six and zero after this next fight. You know? still, well, still with Jake Paul, I'm sure he would he wouldn't mind even taking a dive or going yeah, up. Someone's going to get paid. Yeah. Even yeah, he he knows that like him being such a heel is going to bring in a, enough you know people watching that he's going to get paid no matter what you know. But I think him being undefeated like adds to it like. It just the next fight it builds up the tension like this one's the one where he's going down. Oh, like who's yeah. gonna break the streak? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he gets his ass kicked once, it probably <laughs> probably People like would. diminishing returns. Yeah, diminishing right? returns after a while. <laughs> um, should we move on to manifesto round one? Yeah, here's a fun one. Child takes lighter off Walmart shelf, sets fire to accessories aisles. <laughs> so basically, she takes a lighter off the shelf. She wanders off into the store and then, like, lights an aisle on fire. <laughs> it spreads to a couple of aisles. Sprinklers go off and everything. And then, like, she goes back to her mom and they take off. <laughs> I mean, how old was this kid? And it made it sound, it sound like, like she was a toddler. Doesn't like, sound like they were watching him too, too well. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it just says toddler. Hmm. Crazy. Oh, now it says elementary age. That's slightly bigger than toddler. Did you guys ever really play with fire when you were a kid? I was stupid enough to stuff touch the stove, but that's about it. I mean, I know I burned myself on the wood stove, but I don't think I was like I wasn't out there with a lighter, like lighting shit on fire. We did get firecrackers. That's probably as close as we got. <laughs> the one crazy thing I remember, and it wasn't me, it was our stupid cousin Nathan that did crazy shit all the time. He took a uh, bottle of um, WD forty. And like lit it, you know, spraying oh, yeah. it like a flamethrower. That I wouldn't have done. <laughs> yeah, that, that can explode on you. Yeah, yeah. He set a dumpster on fire, him and, him and Dan. Oh, yeah, I can't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some people who did some dumb shit, man. Man, this, the craziest thing he did, though, was one time um, they were shooting bow and arrows. And like, uh, my other cousin, Mick, was, his brother was there, too. And he just all of a sudden <laughs> shoots it straight up in the air. Oh, no. And so we're all like trying to find cover. Yeah, it goes up, it disappears. You don't know where the fuck it is, where it's coming from. <laughs> and it ends up going in their neighbor's uh, roof. And he ends up having to go up there and tar her uh, ceiling <laughs> with oh, the, where the gosh. hole it made, you know? <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. stupid. He did stupid shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> The thing was, he wasn't stupid, but, like, if he thought of something stupid, he almost compulsively had to do it, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, those intrusive yeah. thoughts. <laughs> yeah. He's like, like oh, that's it, in my head. Do it. Get it out. 
<laughs> Something like that. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but I mean, I I don't blame him for the shooting the arrow up because there are people who are adults who are stupid enough to shoot guns straight up into the air. <laughs> they still do that, like at weddings and stuff. Yeah, I don't. People. Well, I think bullets like they'll. It'd still hurt, but I think like the wind resistance will slow them down enough that it won't kill you. But oh, okay. But yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't still, take my still chances. Wouldn't be, <laughs> still wouldn't be fun to get like thumped or something like that going at you know however fast terminal velocity is for a bullet. Yeah, I, I always thought like if you drop something like off of a high building, like the Empire State Building, I know they have like nets and stuff there to catch stuff. Yeah, yeah there was like a myth that if you throw a penny off, you could kill somebody, but yeah. I think MythBusters broke that one. Oh, okay. yeah, I remember hearing that when I was a kid all yeah. the time. Like, yeah, if you throw a penny off the Empire State Building, you can kill somebody with it. Mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's not true. Mm. If you threw a roll of pennies off, you might right. have a chance. Then you might. <laughs> I'm sure, I bet a penny would still hurt quite a bit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's still got to hurt like something. I don't know. Throw that Batman penny off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one thing that still kind of annoys me is like almost every like um, current Batman artist, when they draw the Batcave, they'll put the stupid giant penny and the dinosaur in the Batcave. I'm he, like, he likes the trophies. <laughs> I mean, those things, like, you know, Silver Age comics or whatever, fine. But, like, does he really these days still need the giant penny and the dinosaur? It just it looks silly. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, it's it's a thing in a lot of Batman comics. <laughs> He's got a giant penny and a dinosaur. It was, it was in one of the animated uh, shows, wasn't it? Like, that giant penny. I think so, yeah, yeah, with the Almost Got Him episode with the Two-Face well, there's story. There's some kind of like Indiana Jones thing where it rolled around the... I don't remember. But like, I, I think those originate from very, very early Batman stories, you know, that I probably never even read, you know. But like, wh- how they've like lasted the test of time and like <laughs> every artist is like, oh yeah, I gotta draw the, the giant penny and the dinosaur. I don't know, it's so weird. You gotta draw a dinosaur. Do you, though, in a Batman comic? <laughs> uh, is this like every time they show his cave? It's a lot. Okay. Not every, not everybody, but more than you'd hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, was that it on that one? Yeah. Did you ever see it in the movies? This penny and dinosaur? Uh, I don't think they've done it in the movies, luckily. It, it could have been okay. back in, like, Batman Forever or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if ever a movie was going to do it, Batman and Robin or Batman Forever <laughs> yeah. would be the one. Holy manhole covers, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I got a story here that's actually an update on a woman we've talked about a couple different times. And the really, the, the lesson of this story, ladies, if we have any lady <laughs> listeners... Is if you're an attractive woman, or even like a slightly attractive woman, um, or maybe even an ugly woman, I don't know, just sell all of your body bodily liquids, your bodily solids, your soiled underwear, sell it all to perverts and make money. Um, <coughs> so we talked before about a woman who used to sell her farts, but then like the diet. Yeah, she was having. She was having. Yeah, so she had to quit. Uh, so a woman who sold her farts now makes $5,000 per day selling boob sweat. She's got a new market. Uh, remember the woman who made a small fortune selling her own farts in jars? Well, you'll be delighted to know she's back. Only this time she's flogging her boob sweat instead. 
Uh, despite making bank from her gassy goods last year, Steph Motto from Connecticut, uh, United States, had to announce her early retirement after she was hospitalized due to the diet she'd uh, been following. The self-proclaimed fart Fartrepreneur opted for a fiber-high diet living off beans and eggs, which didn't uh, go down too well with her insides and led to her experiencing chest pains caused by excessive gas. It must have been a shame for the 31-year-old former reality star as she was raking uh, in up to $1,000 per fart jar. Steph Motto was hospitalized after eating a diet designed to make her fart. Uh, but before you start feeling too sorry for her, Steph's made a full recovery and is now selling her boob sweat instead. Steph, who previously appeared on 90 Day Fiancé, claims putting a jar together for her fans takes her just 15 minutes. With the social media influencer spending up to uh, four hours a day lounging by her garden pool to get the desired perspiration levels. If the sun is shining, she claims to be able to fill 10 bottles of sweat jars in just one day, uh, which are then sold at $500 a pop. Quote, I love sitting by the pool, but it's uh, also hard work. Don't be fooled. Oh, yeah. I also have a great uh, set of breasts. And smelling the sweat, licking the sweat would bring fans as close as they can get to them. Now, the influencer is making bank uh, from her boob sweat. Uh, sometimes it can vary how long it takes to fill up a jar, as it depends on several scientific factors, mainly the heat, movement, and how hydrated I am. I try to drink a lot of water and sit as much in uh, direct sunlight as I can. I like to call myself the human maple tree and the boob sweat my sap. I sit there and collect my sap the same way a maple tree does. Once again, her unusual business venture comes with a set of risks, and sitting in the sun for too long is certainly not good for a person's health. Uh, but Steph says she's taking precautions to protect herself, adding, I'm also trying to practice this craft as safely as possible with a proper SPF moisturizer. Uh, however, after the past week, I have learned that a simple SPF 30 won't be cutting it, since I did burn my chest quite badly. With boob sweat, I want to do things right. I want to be smart, start off slow, and have sustainable growth that doesn't overwhelm my body. <laughs> The influencer announced her new product on Instagram last week, and let's just say the online community had some thoughts. Um, quote, get that money, but also try a sauna so you don't crack from heat stroke, wrote one. While another uh, quipped, the Elon Musk of body byproducts. A third joked, I am surprised the girl is not selling organs. Well, as long as she sticks to her safety pledge and keeps lathering on that sunscreen, there's no reason why she can't turn her boob sweat into lucrative business. It's certainly a step up from fart jars. I mean... Is it? <laughs> it does make you wonder, like, the guys who get this, like, are, do you think they're drinking it? Yeah. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> well. And they're probably just, or, or they're just, like, lathering it on themselves. You know, I don't believe in genocide. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could round all these people <laughs> If we could round up all these men. <laughs> I mean, that is nuts. How is there such a large population of you people who are doing this? <laughs> I know years ago I, I tweeted a uh, million dollar idea, Pepsi. But Penelope Cruz pees in it, <laughs> and it's—I I, I guarantee it's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be a hit with some folks. Like they would pay top dollar. Like you could have Kim Kardashian piss in a perfume bottle, and people would be like, ah, 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 
<laughs> I, I think there was one. Certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> wasn't there one lady who was like selling bathwater? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, uh, Be- Belle Delphine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delphine. Or, or, yeah. That seems like you could do that over and over quite a few times. Yeah, you could make so much money off of that. That's what I'm saying. Like these women, like don't work a regular job. But then they found pictures where she like had herpes. Well, I I I think that was a fake news story. That was fake news. Yeah. Although a lot of people do have herpes, so it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bathwater. Man, I I don't know. Those those guys who let this happen, that they're also the same people who are going to let the end of the world happen at some point. (laughs) They're gonna be the people that ruin everything <laughs> for everyone. They're gonna be people, the people who like the ship is going down there, but they're like, <laughs> too bad for you guys. You got any underwear I can smell while you're jumping off this ship? Yeah. <laughs> I'm already in heaven, <laughs> way ahead of you. Leonardo on the board. <laughs> uh, can die happy. <laughs> Oh my God. There's like two guys behind Kate Winslet smelling her feet on yeah. the board. <laughs> I just I know there's one of these guys with a fart jar in one hand and a boob sweat one in the other, and he's just like double oh, fisting it. All this does is get me to normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wearing a pair of soiled panties on his head at the same time. I bet. I mean, look, I've seen the picture of this girl. She's pretty, but it doesn't matter what you look like. Once a bodily fluid has gone through your body, it's just, it's disgusting. (laughs) 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 Uh, Just because her face is pretty doesn't mean her uh, orifices and everything are top shape, you know, like a 10. They're clean, ready to go. Ugh. These guys aren't interested in clean. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> what about the like the black market for uh, breast milk? Oh yeah, in the UK they that's they, a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like people will pay good money for breast milk. <laughs> They'll eat like actual ice cream made of breast milk. Uh, yeah. It's like a unique premium thing they do. The, I, I I don't know if this is true, but I heard this one woman say on TikTok that uh, it was like one of her like fantasies. She was writing a book about this, but she was saying like one of her clients wanted her to not take a shower and stuff for like a week, mm. so she could make booty butter. <laughs> booty butter. Yeah, so it's like the just the remaining excess, you know, fluids or whatever that are there. That swamp ass. Yeah, that swamp ass. And he would get into that. How is he going to get collected? Or is he just going to put his face in there? I guess he just puts his face <laughs> in A <it>. butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's on his toes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only way to eat an English muffin. <laughs> She's just on the counter, and he's just, like, sliding toast up. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, like, right on the bread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know how in toasters you push it? <laughs> 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 He's got a YouTube. I bought $10,000 toast. <laughs> Man, so really, 
not only should women like you know sell all their fluids and their soiled underwear and everything, but if they do get pregnant, they should never stop pumping the breast milk because that's another avenue. Yeah, yeah. As long as you keep pumping, it keeps coming. Oh my God, ladies, lifelong you make, security. You could be making so much money. Yep, just by being gross and disgusting. <laughs> Imagine what you could do with your period. Oh my gosh, that. Oh. Uh, I bet Dixie that, cups. Yeah. I, uh, I bet that's a thing. I bet women selling their like used tampons and shit. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody. I haven't heard of that lane, but you know it's got to be one. Mm -hmm. It probably is. Oh my god, get to research. (laughs) (laughs) Those guys would just become janitors, so they can. (laughs) Oh, they clean out like the tuna bucket. Yeah, I used to when I worked at Pomida and had to clean those. I used to call them the tuna boats. Yeah. Well, do you remember we did a story where like somebody was like fishing condoms out of the sewer and washing them and reselling them? <laughs> I don't, but it sounds like something somebody. Would it was. Do. It was definitely like somewhere in the Asian. It might have been like China. I think. Yeah. Someone throwing away perfectly good condom. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Well, in China, they they like fish out reused or used oil. Oh, that's right. Somebody the- was getting. Because they're, yeah, you get those fat deposits in the yeah. So they they so go, they harvest the the oils. Yeah, they go into the gutters and like pull out the oils, and you know there's still be like plastic and other stuff in there. But these these restaurants, I think twenty percent of the the street food has these reused oils. Reused oils. That's a terrible. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, I saw something the other day. Someone posted a picture of like this white chunk of stuff that they washed up on the beach, and they're like. They cut into it and they're like, it seems organic. And someone was like, yeah, that's probably like a, a chunk of fat that washed out of the sewer. Oh, <laughs> I was wow. like, oh, that's nasty. <laughs> oh. But yeah, apparently those things just wash up on the beach sometimes. I watched um, years ago, dad was watching one of those like um, food shows where they go to different restaurants or whatever. And there was this restaurant that like, um, it was basically a burger joint. But like their selling point was... The grease they used to fry their burgers had been in the had, yeah had been in in there for like decades like yeah. like I, like a long long yeah, ass yeah. time. I'm like, does that make the hamburger taste better having old ass grease in it? Yeah, that reminds me of a, a Thai soup. Uh, in Thailand, they have this soup that's been sitting there for like decades also, and they they always like take out whatever portion for the customer but the soup always remains like it's it's always the same kind of from 40 years it's never been completely replaced or anything hmm and the, uh, or not 40 i don't know how many decades but like. it's like must be something that is doesn't go bad or doesn't rot or what well Probably fermented mean, it, it's always cooking like they it's heated. Oh, it's always on the pot so they yeah. just add stuff into it yeah yeah so like uh they'll they'll increase the amount of it but they'll never like completely run out, so it's always the same pot. I mean, that's like that. What is it? Theseus is the ship or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, is like. Do you think any of the soup in there is the soup that was originally in there? Statistically, I, definitely. Yeah, I think. Oh, there's really? Remnants, little bits. I mean, of, if you think of like how many like atoms are in that. Yeah, like, yeah I guess that's true. Like, it's been around. I mm-hmm. guess that's true. Huh? Yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think AJ, I think we're back around to you. All right, let's see what we got here. Should I go with this one? This is a long one, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Skydiver survives 13,500 foot fall after getting leg got uh, after leg got tangled in the parachute. Oh. A skydiver miraculously survived a 13,500 foot uh, fall after her leg got tangled up in a parachute. Watch her chart. Watch her chart her lengthy rehabilitation here. Jordan Hatmaker from Virginia Beach, USA, did her first ever skydive in 2015 and immediately fell in love with the daredevil pursuit. The 35-year-old subsequently decided to train for her license, which would enable her to dive on her own. Uh, But on November 14th last year, on her 16th ever jump, something went went very badly wrong. Indeed, she was lucky it wasn't her last ever jump. She was incredibly lucky to survive. About ten seconds of free after about after about ten seconds of free fall, she moved away from her coach and pulled the cord to release her parachute. But the pilot chute, the smaller one that comes out before the main canopy, was wrapped around her leg. Her leg was then suspended in the air as she fell at 125 miles per hour, with nothing to slow her down, and she was and as she was desperately scrambling. Uh, or as she desperately scrambled to try and free herself, her reserve chute was automatically released. The jolt of the release catapulted the main canopy out of its bag, and the two inflated parachutes flew away from each other to create a downplane, propelling her to the ground even faster. Everything happened really quickly, Jordan recalled. I didn't even have any thoughts because I was in, I was spiraling, so I didn't know what was going on. I was just in strategy mode. She hit the ground 20 seconds after pulling her release cord and remarkably, remarkably remained conscious, though she maybe wishes she hadn't. First, I tried to push myself off the ground, and when I couldn't move anything, my first thought was I was paralyzed and I was yelling that out. I'd never, I'd never heard... I never heard sounds like that come out of my body. I screamed blood-curdling screams. She continued, I hit my left leg first and then bounced off my butt and face-planted, and that's how I broke my back. There was just extreme burning throughout my lower back and down my legs. An air ambulance rushed her to Santera Norfolk General Hospital, where she was told she she had broken most of her lower back, her tibia, and ankle, and was sustaining a spinal cord injury. Jordan, who works in, as a sales contractor, uh, or so, works in sales for a contractor, uh, had to spend the best part of a month in the hospital where doctors decompressed her spinal cord before performing spinal fusion surgery and removing bone fragments. Jordan also had surgery to fix her broken tibia and ankle. Despite all of this, she remains grateful and positive. I was very... Uh, thankful to be alive. That was my thought and I, I had most often. She recollected. Uh, recollected. I had a lot of hope in that I would be able to walk again, even though I couldn't lift my legs or move them back and forth. I had a lot of hope that I would do everything I wanted to do again. Jordan had a two-week hiking trip to Mount Everest planned for just three days after her ill-fated skydive, and despite the fact she still suffers from aspects of spinal cord injury with some with symptoms such as hum- numbness, uh, nerve pain, and pelvic floor dysfunction, she now uh, set her sights on tackling it in November. Uh, she said, I don't think you should give up things that you love just because an obstacle was put in your way. Life is too short and you should do what makes you happy. I really hope to send a message of trying to find the silver lining in whatever situation you're in. You never know how strong you are until you have to be. Don't underestimate yourself. As for her hopes of skydiving, once again, she added, don't tell my family. We'll see what happens when I get on, uh, when I get to the plane door. 
All right. I mean, she's a thrill seeker. And that's why you never skydive. Is the moral <laughs> of that story. She could just sell boob sweat. What's wrong with this? I girl? know. I know. <laughs> uh, that's that's amazing, man. To survive that fall, especially she was going down faster than she would if she was just falling, because <laughs> her shoots made it that way. Uh, I don't know, man. That's nuts. I would have had a heart attack way before I hit the ground, but good for her. You've you've actually gone skydiving. Yeah, once. once. How like was it scary? The scary part is uh, stepping uh, stepping off the door. Oh, After that, it's just fun. Okay. But okay. yeah, the uh, the anticipation and the fear of, of taking the jump is that's definitely the hardest part. I'll be honest. Like, if someone offered me a million dollars, I still don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could. I would do it. Like, uh, if I was like the hundredth person that day to do it <laughs> you know like the same process and everything has been done right before me many times then i would go for it but uh if it was like hey this is the first time ever we've got skydiving and you're gonna be our <laughs> first guy to do it and process is safe you know like i wouldn't do that then <laughs> no got a classless what, what, person what time are we at <laughs> oh we got about 10 minutes left i poop my pants <laughs> <laughs> Um, you got a 10-minute story for us? I got like a 30-second story. In this <laughs> uh, two incidents with mountain lions. So one in California, a mountain lion randomly walked into his school, and the janitor somehow shut it in an empty room. I'm like, yeah. If I saw a mountain lion, I would be... I'd be pissing my pants. Yeah. They're but fucking that, scary. I, I mean, the attacks are very rare, but still, no. And then there's another one in Washington... Where the girl was playing on a playground, and she came out, and a juvenile uh, mountain lion attacked her, and she lived. Like Jeez. she fought with it and whatever, and she had injuries and you know scratches and bites and stuff. But she I mean, I would think a mountain lion could easily kill her. Well, she was. A, uh, they said the mountain lion was juvenile, so oh, so it was. I'm not sure how big it was exactly. <laughs> and I saw another story. It's been a little while ago where a guy was attacked by. Probably like you call it, say, like a teenage mountain lion, but uh, like it got him down and like he got a hold of a rock and like beat it to death with a rock. Jeez, and he's like he had big scars on his face and shit. But I was like, that's a fucking that's a feat, you know, kill a mountain lion with your bare hands. Yeah, if you can say you beat a, a mountain lion with your bare hands <laughs> and a rock, yeah, that's pretty tough. All right, I'm not trying to one-up anybody's story here. <laughs> it's like this one time a dog barked at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I barked right back now. <laughs> He's like, that chihuahua was giving me shit. Not anymore. But I, I think my, my grandma, great-grandmother, I'm not sure, one of them. I heard this is only a story that was told to me. But uh, she was on like a porta potty. Like back then, you know, the restrooms were outside. And like it was at night. And like a leopard was was like creeping up on her or something and she had like one of these big heavy like bigger than this bracelet and she like swung her arm and she said that like the story is that she hit the leopard while it was like running at her and like killed it with the blow (laughs) yeah Yeah, with like a metal one of these like a heavy one i need this story substantiated (laughs) i mean it sounds nuts to me too but at first when you were setting up that story i thought you were gonna be the leopard was hiding in the toilet (laughs) i I was uh, when you you went to the toilet i was like there's a cobra in that fucking toilet (laughs) (laughs) but this is like all outdoors and stuff so you know like 
Yeah, I guess it just had easy access to her. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, cats are scary. Man, speaking of mountain lions, like our parents were just in town, and I guess back up in Montana, they said they had a mountain lion on their property. Yeah, which is recently. is pretty scary, man. I, 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 I would, would not be comfortable. Be like, I'd be going to the the car with a gun, like all paranoid. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> and then it would jump off the roof and kill me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I saw I saw a picture online not too long ago of uh, a mountain lion on. It was like a, I think it was a mountain lion, just like on somebody's roof, yeah. hanging out. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there's monsters out there. Um, let's see. Well, I just skimmed this article. I didn't read it in depth, so hopefully it's somewhat entertaining. Uh, man dressed as elderly woman smears cake on the Mona Lisa. Oh, yeah. um, even after all these centuries, we still don't know uh, what's behind Mona Lisa's mysterious smile. But we wouldn't be surprised if her smile had gotten a bit wider after the latest bizarre attack against the famous painting. Fortunately, the attack didn't damage Mona Lisa. Instead, it just left uh, the painting's protective case smeared with cream. That's because the man carrying out the assault threw a cake at it. He was also dressed as an old woman. Um, and he hopped up from a wheelchair to do it, only to yell, Think of the Earth, afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we're not really sure where to begin uh, with this case either. Uh, the strange incident took place at the Louvre, uh, Paris, where Mona Lisa hangs on display. On May 29th, um, a crowd of people had gathered to view the painting, as usual. And that's where the usual proceedings of the day ended. American tourist Luke Sunberg described the jaw-dropping events that followed in an interview with the BBC. According to Sunberg, there uh, were suddenly loud gasps, gasps from the museum visitors. A person whom everyone had assumed to be a wheelchair-bound old woman suddenly leaped up to her feet. But as everyone soon realized, this wasn't an old, old lady at all. Instead, Sunberg described the person as a man wearing a wig and lipstick. Um, the cross-dressing man then began punching the bulletproof glass covering Mona Lisa in an attempt to break it. Finding that his strength wasn't enough to shatter the case, he then smeared a cake he apparently had been holding all over the glass. It took some 10 to 15 seconds for security personnel to make their way through the crowd. As the attacker spotted them, uh, he then started to toss roses at the guards. What the fuck? But the flowers were unsuccessful at deterring the security staff. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. They apprehended the man and escorted him away. As the man walked past the crowd, he told them in French to, quote, Think about the earth. There are people who are destroying the earth. Think about it. All artists think about the earth, he said. This is why I did this. Think about the planet. The Paris prosecutor's office later confirmed that a 36-year-old man had been arrested following the incident. The man had been taken to a police psychiatric unit where author while authorities opened an investigation that could result in him being charged with damaging cultural artifacts. Although this is by far the most bizarre attempt at damaging Mona Lisa, it's not the first one in any case. Every... Uh, Ever since the painting achieved public attention in the late 19th century, there have been multiple cases of people trying to damage or steal it. In fact, while the painting was still fairly obscure, it was successfully stolen. On August 21st, 1911, Mona Lisa disappeared from the Louvre. During the investigation, even Pablo Picasso was suspected of being the culprit. But the real thief was Vincenzo Perugia, a Louvre employee. An Italian nationalist, Perugia believed the painting should... Uh, should have been removed or returned to Italy. He swiped Mona Lisa from Louvre and hid it in his, his apartment for two years. Eventually, authorities caught him uh, when Perugia tried to sell the painting to get rid of it. Uh, 
1914, Mona Lisa returned to the Louvre. The next incident happened in the early 1950s when a man attacked Mona Lisa with a razor blade. He claimed to be in love with the painting and was trying to steal it or make sure no one else could have it. In 1956, another vandal managed to throw acid at Mona Lisa, damaging its lower edge while the painting was on display at another museum. After this event, Louvre put a glass case around the painting, but it wasn't yet the modern bulletproof case as we found out later the same year. That's when a Bolivian uh, man called Hugo Unhaza Villegas hurled a stone at the painting while visiting the Louvre. The stone broke the glass case and caused slight chipping damage to the canvas. Then, in 1974, Mona Lisa made a trip to Japan to visit the Tokyo National Museum. While on display, a woman sprayed paint at the painting to protest the museum's lack of access for disabled people. Luckily, the now bulletproof case prevented the paint from tarnishing Mona Lisa. Before the cake incident, the latest attack on Mona Lisa took place in 2009. That's when an upset Russian woman who had just been denied French citizenship threw a souvenir teacup from the Louvre at the painting. <clears throat> Once again, the glass case prevented damage to the painting. You have to wonder what it is about the smiling Renaissance lady that attracts weirdos. That is weird. I, I would have had That's no lot, idea yeah. uh, that that many times like people attempted to hurt, destroy it. No, I, I knew it had been stolen a couple times. I believe it. Yeah. People people will take anything that's worth value. Sacred. And, yeah, sacred <laughs> and like shit on it. <laughs> that's why, I mean, like we have the pyramids and stuff because those were like huge undertakings and they survived for a long period of time. But I think anything that was like kind of sensitive or need to be preserved, like people were eager to get their hands on it and mess it up to like have their name go down in history or something Well, like even that. the pyramids were covered in marble that all got stolen. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think people like etched their names into there too. Oh, I'm like, sure. Yeah. yeah. Kilroy was here. Yeah. I actually hate that one. I'm like in the city. There's so many like taggers around. I'm like, this is garbage. But then there's like somebody takes their time and does a nice piece of art. I'm like, that's nice. And then some tagger tags on it. I'm like, that guy's, whoever did that's a cunt. That's a cunt right there. Have you guys heard? I I listen to podcasts a lot. And there's been an advertisement for some sort of basically service where you can invest in art. So I guess NFTs question. It's not <laughs> NFTs, but apparently I don't know what they do. Apparently, Actually, I, think I know what you're talking. As about. a as a group, I guess they buy a bunch of art or something, and you get your piece of the you get your piece of the pie. And I'm just like, do you think that is a worthwhile investment? I mean, they say because they say fine art can really like go up in value or whatever, but it's a, it's just another one of those things that I'd be leery of investing. Yeah, in. I, I think know. it has its ups and downs, and it has its stylistic turns and. I think it's hard to predict as anything, but some people have spent a ton of money on some real garbage over the years. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the thing with art is like, you know, it's not like an iPhone. You can't get some tangible value out of it, you know? Like, art is just based on whatever that person decides it's worth, you know? Yeah, I'll I'll never understand, like, why some very, like, basic-looking lo- paintings are valued so high. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy put two colors on a canvas and it's worth all this money and you're like what yeah i mean there are like those like conspiracy theories about tax kickbacks and stuff like i don't know it just seems like that whole tulips thing all over again where they're like you know creating like this market that's not i I feel like nfts has definitely gone that direction yeah like it's spiked and i was like there's so much mania in this and people are buying like ridiculous things I was like, this is definitely not going to make it. But I already feel like NFTs, like, people caught on quick that 
Like, why would we be interested in these? Like, I, I feel like it was the, big and stupid. But there's like, there's also like, there's so much crypto out, and there was so much speculation in that. That's mm. true. I mean, I think Bitcoin and a couple others will probably survive, but actively looking at it for investment, I think, is a not a solid plan. Right. <laughs> Although some people made a shitload of money in it, so. Yeah, for for a minute there, it seemed like maybe Bitcoin and and crypto would really like take over, but then like it just a while ago like crashed big time. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I, it's so hard because it's not like tied to anything, so it just flows with the you know the impulses of people, and I, I don't know. I think Bitcoin has more stability just because it's been around, but yeah. At least I think they finally stopped playing those. Matt Damon commercials before movies. <laughs> yeah, what was that? It was for crypto. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, they renamed the uh, Lakers Arena, Crypto Arena, I think. Crypto.com. Oh, yeah. You know they call it? Like the, the, the Crypt or something. I don't know what their nickname is. But, yeah, it's named for crypto. Yeah, I heard that. I think people like refer to it as the Crypt. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the stadium here called? I forget. Uh, the Rose Garden, I think. Uh, it starts with an M. Oh, Moda Center. Moda Center, and yeah. it's like Moda is like some insurance that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I have no idea what that is. It's weird because like I think it's from here, Moda. Insurance, yeah, probably. But I don't even think people here know what it yeah, is. I, I've never. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, arenas are always changing their name now. It's just like whoever has the money to right. Yeah, you you lease the uh, the space. Or when uh, in Houston, it used to be called, the baseball field used to be Enron Field. And uh, <laughs> they had just opened it up, too. It was it was a brand new arena. And uh, then that whole thing happened with Enron. <laughs> so they quickly changed it to Minute Maid Park. <laughs> <laughs> Some, like, dildo manufacturer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. AdamandEve.com. Yeah. Or, Adam, Adam and Eve Park. Or named after, like, cigarettes or alcohol or <laughs> shit like that. That probably was more common back in the day. Well, for the longest time, NASCAR had the Winston Cup, right, which was for Winston cigarettes. Uh, I, oh. think, I didn't make that connection. But I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. And then I think it became, like, Motorola or something. I don't know. <laughs> Is Motorola still a company? Yeah, I think they're making like some TVs, like projectors. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know. Mm. <laughs> Not great stuff. Well, guys, this was a good show, but should we wrap it up? I'm ready. All yeah. good things have to come to an end and all that. Well, everybody for that's uh, watched and listened, thank you very much. Uh, please, please, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube and also on your podcast service of choice. Give us a thumbs up. Um, if you're really feeling up to it, a good old five-star review will help us out. Um, you know, share our clips online and all that. Um, give us comments. Uh, tell you tell us things you, you like or don't like. And why not, why not follow us on Twitter? Guys, where can people find you on the Twitter? At a name for this, too, and that's the number two. At unsolicited, S-U-G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.